Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Ari Galper is the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and the creator of Unlock the Game, a new sales mindset and approach that overturns the notion of selling as we know it today. In a day and age where technology rules the selling world, for many growth-oriented business owners and sales consultants, authenticity and trust have taken a backseat to the sales process. Unlock the Game puts trust back into selling and such an elegant and natural way that truth quickly emerges between seller and buyer. So the painful and arduous chasing process no longer has to happen to make a sale. Welcome to the show, Ari. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. No problem. So before we get started, give me a fun fact about yourself. Well, I just got a by my dream classic car. I finally got that this weekend, actually, after years and years of Thinking about it, planning it, watching YouTube videos. So pretty excited to be worked on right now, but that's kind of a cool thing. Are you, are you comfortable sharing what car that is? Yeah, it's an old classic, um, <laughs> old classic Porsche. You know what's uh, funny? Muscle car came to mind. <laughs> which one? Which one? Um, um, just a muscle car. You know, oh, like muscle a- car. Everyone says a muscle car, muscle car. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was what I was envisioning when you said that. Well, it looks kind of really muscular. It's got a wide body on it, so that counts. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's well, in 1983, yeah. Okay, very good, very good. So we're excited to talk about your Unlock the Game and how this impacts business. So tell us how you came about this concept. Sure. So 20 years ago, I was a sales manager in a software company, and uh, we, we, we basically launched the first online website information tracking tools, track website behavior. It's now called Google Analytics on, on online. People probably heard of that one, but we had the first data tool, collection tool back then. And that's where people could see visibility on their statistics. It was all new back then. And my job was managing 18 salespeople at the time. And the big opportunities came across my desk, the leads, and this one came across my desk. And it was a big opportunity. You recognize the name there, lots of websites, big company, and so I got the lead. I called the gentleman back. We had a nice conversation. He agreed to a conference call and a demo uh, to, to see what we do. So uh, it was such a big opportunity. If I close this one sale, it will double the revenue in one, one opportunity. That's how big it was. So oh, wow. everyone was, yeah, everyone was pretty excited. So the day finally came, Friday, 4 o'clock. I'll never forget it. I went in the conference room with my, uh, my CEO. I closed the door behind me. In that room was a big conference table. And on the table was, was a speakerphone. You know, the old ones with the spaceships on it, like the kind of three yes. legs on it, the corporate one. Yes. So uh, the, the time came and uh, I dialed the number that he gave me and the phone rang and he picks it up and he said, hey, Ari. He said, hey, John, how's it going? Good. And he says to me, let me let us tell you who's with us in the room today. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know there'll be someone else there. Next thing I hear is, my name is John. I'm CEO. I was like, wow, the whole CEO there. This is amazing. My name is Mike. I'm head of IT. Oh, this is good. My name is Julia. I'm head of global marketing. Oh, this is even better. I mean, everybody on this call was basically a decision maker, right? I mean, they're all there, like the key people who can say yes, you know? So it was, I really was That's like the dream sales call. Total <laughs> dream sales call. So then I introduced myself, told them what we do and uh, begin to give them a live demo uh, over the web to show them uh, one of the websites we got in advance to collect the data and show them what it looks like to see their visitors' uh, statistics. 
And so I'm showing this to them, and uh, I start hearing this noise on the phone call, like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. I can't believe you can see this. You know, they start asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? I mean, and I have, of course, all the answers. I mean, I was competent. There was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like a love fest on the phone. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. Yes. Where it just feels so right. There's like no resistance. It's just flowing back and forth. I'm answering questions. They're asking me what they need to know. And and I'm doing my thing. I was a student selling and I had the CDs in my car back then and listened to the, the, the gurus, what the seminars and the books. And I was building rapport, answering questions. I wasn't aggressive. I was being nice, but you know, and, and an hour goes by and they're loving it. I mean, it's such an amazing call. I got this high five in the, on my shoulder from my boss saying, you know, nice job, Ari. And I mean, I was on a real high and an hour goes by and my contact says to me, Ari, this is great. We love it. Give us a call a couple of weeks, follow up with me and we'll move this thing forward. Oh, a call in a couple of weeks. That's not usually a good sign. Well, at least you said we'll move this thing forward. Actually, well, yes. About that. So <laughs> I was like, hey, that's pretty good for our first call, you know? Mm-hmm. So I said, I was pretty excited. I said my goodbyes and I took my arm and I reached for the speakerphone in the middle of this uh, on the table. As I'm reaching for the phone, hit the off button with my thumb by complete accident. And now I say divine intervention. My thumb hit the mute button instead of the off button. They were right next to each other. I kind of hit the wrong button by accident and a small (laughs) click happened and they thought I hung up the phone. Okay. I can't wait to hear what happened next. (laughs) In that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. You have to find the wall. Go where no one's ever gone before in the world of sales. It was like a voice from above, you know? And so I pulled my thumb back for a couple seconds. They thought I hung up the phone thinking I had left the call. Now, what might you guess? It's not a trick question that they would have said amongst themselves after a call like that. What would you imagine they would have said? Expected them to say. Well, based on the reaction, it'd be like, oh, this is great. How soon can we implement it? You know, do we have the budget? Those kinds of things. Exactly. You'd expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. Let me share with you what they said verbatim, word for word. I'll oh. never forget it. That's why we're here today. What they said was this. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Knife in heart twist. I was in a state of shock. I was like, what? And I finally hit the off button and I looked at the wall and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was professional. I was competent. I wasn't pushy. I built rapport. I did everything I was taught to do in the world of selling from the gurus. And then a big epiphany hit me. And that was this, that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell, right? It's It's okay to say things like, sounds good. Send me information. Oh, we're definitely interested. No, wait. Send me a proposal. You know, I owned another, I owned another company and that was actually, I would have my admins intercept and say, have them email me something because I didn't want to talk to the salespeople. Yep, exactly. And I realized why this is going on. I realized there's an invisible river that flows underneath a sales process with, with someone and, and, and people feel pressure in it. 
And if you don't take the pressure out of the process, you'll always have the, the buyers putting their wall up, their guard up, not feeling comfortable telling you the truth, always keeping you at bay, always keeping you away to protect themselves from the sales pressure. And I realized that if we don't remove the pressure from the process earlier on in the relationship, they will never be able to build trust with people in a real way, in an authentic way. And that's where I invented my unlock the game concept, where basically it's a whole shift in mindset where you let go of your goal of the sale and you focus on only building authentic trust with someone in a very deep way so they feel comfortable telling you where they stand. So you're not guessing, playing the games, and that dysfunctional, dehumanizing process that we all hate can finally come to an end. And that's my mission to help people be successful without having it caught up in that really dehumanizing process of selling, chasing ghosts, and playing that game. And that became my whole revolution 20 years ago. And now we have thousands of people who've adopted our philosophy and really changed their approach to trust rather than closing the deal. And ironically, you make more sales that way. So before we go into how you debunk myths, you have an interesting degree, instructional design. And I think that that and maybe your martial arts kind of plays into how you developed it. Can you share some uh, more information about that? Sure, sure. Wow, it's very astute of you. So <laughs> instructional design really is a degree and and on how to build education in a way and learning modules and learning process of people can easily simplify and absorb it and learn it in a natural way. And on the uh, martial arts side, so I based my entire philosophy and system on the martial art from Japan called Aikido. If you've heard of Aikido, it's a very non-conventional martial art. So karate and taekwondo, if someone comes at you with a punch or a, a whatever, a hit, you block and you, you push back, you hit back. It's a linear martial art, which resistance against resistance. With Aikido, if someone comes at you, you don't resist the, the pressure or the, 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 the force. You diffuse it. You deflect it. And you kind of diverge different directions so that no one gets hurt at the end to control the process and eliminate it. And that, that really is that philosophy underpins what I'll be talking about today is our way of diffusing the pressure in the process. So you get the truth to people and you can help them see if they're fit or not. Being a business owner can sometimes feel like being on an island. Our Thriving Thursday event, which is hosted by Nurture Small Business Podcast, is a connection for business owners. Join us by visiting dcavirtual.com slash podcast, where you can register for our next event on May 13th. Remember, Thriving Thursday to connect business owners. I love that. So let's jump in. So you do a lot about debunking some known concepts and thoughts around sales. Talk yeah. to me about that. <laughs> sure. Well, to help people transform, we have to first clean out their mental hard drive. <laughs> their hard drive of old files they have sitting in there from the old notions of selling that they believe is true. The old gurus and all that old stuff that people hate. I got to clear that out first before we can move forward. So let's do that now. There's three core myths, and you're probably familiar with them. The first one is this one, that sales is a numbers game. <laughs> oh, yes. I have all sorts of KPIs around those. <laughs> right. That's the whole notion that the more contacts you make, the more sales you make. Well, we discover in this economy now 
it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation, not how good you are, how many, how many phone calls you make. It's your ability to build trust with people, not your ability to have activities and multiple contacts and feel like you're busy during the day. And at the end of the day, you're like, hey, I had a good day. I made lots of calls, but nothing happened. So the yeah. second myth is this idea that the sale is lost at the end of the process. I'm sure you've had deals pending before. It looked really <laughs> positive. They look good. All the boxes were ticked at the end. You're like, it just falls out. They're like, well, they went with somebody else or, or I don't know where they went or they haven't bought yet. You know, that whole, is they just drop out at the end process? I'm sure you've been mm-hmm. there before. I have. <laughs> so we discovered the way the world changed in the last 12 months or so, the sales not lost anymore at the end of the process. The sales now lost at the beginning of the process. Actually lost at hello. And I'll show this to you in an interesting way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? How quickly can I get off the call? <laughs> Please take me it, off your list. <laughs> it's over at hello. <laughs> and um, I'll make the case today that many of your listeners right now who are uh, in business development or have to make a sale to make a living are losing their sales, not at the end of their process. They're losing it where? At the beginning. At the beginning, which will shock a lot of people when I share with them how that's happening today. And the third one myth is this idea that rejection is part of the process. You have to accept <laughs> it as a normal part of the game. You need and so many no's before you get the yes. <laughs> I'm that sorry. Comes the, that comes from the old sales manager who said, hey, if you can't take a no, if you can't get out there and take a couple of hits, if you're not thick skinned, you're not made for success. Well, guess what we discovered? We discovered in our research that rejection actually is triggered by certain things you say and do unconsciously that causes the other person to resist you. It doesn't just happen by itself. And I'll share with you today what those triggers are, which I think will probably shock a lot of people to realize they've been sleepwalking for many, many years, doing certain things you're totally unaware of until today. They're losing them lots of opportunity. Okay. I want to hear them. <laughs> don't don't, okay. don't make me wait. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go into the principles behind this concept. And I'll kind of lay out some ideas and some concepts about how it all works. And I'll also share some what I call trust-based languaging. So we developed our own proprietary languaging, not scripting, but phrases that engender trust, that bring out the truth, that, that compress the sales cycle in a very quick way. And I'll share those with you now. So our first principle is the idea that you should always be diffusing pressure with people, always taking the pressure out and never assume all is going fine. Let me give you an example, a real example. Let's say you're on the phone with somebody, a potential client of yours. It could be a potential client, a prospect, and the call is going well, good opportunity, you know, looks like they're qualified and the energy is good and the call kind of comes to an end. Normally, we're taught to do what? At the end of a call like that, not a trick question. We're supposed to say things like what? How about we follow up, get together? Yeah. How about we move things where? Forward. Forward. Because we're we're conditioned. When we hear, see an opportunity, we're supposed to move things forward. Now, what can happen if you attempt to move things forward and they aren't ready yet? What do you break right there at the beginning of the process with them? Your trust. 
exactly. credibility. Correct. Yeah. Let's go back to the same, the same scenario, but using our mindset and our approach and our languaging. Call is going well, good opportunity, could be a good fit. Call comes to an end rather than saying, hey, how about we move forward? What we say instead is this, and your listeners might want to write this one down. What we say is this. We say, where do you think we should go from here? Where do you think we should go from here? Yes. Now, how do you suppose that changes the dynamic of the moment? It allows them to drive it versus the salesperson driving it. That's right. You're shifting the power. And usually when you say, where do you think we should go from here? Usually they're in a state of shock. They can't believe somebody asked you to ask them what they think, because they're so used to the expected, predictable process of being pulled down a linear process, which does not fit what they want to do. All they care about is, do they trust you? They don't want to go down a process. And we put all these hoops in between us and them. And usually what happens when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? They usually say things like, well, I, uh, this, I've got one more question. <laughs> or well, 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 wait, wait, what, what about... All of a sudden, what comes out at the beginning of your process is the truth. And that's your goal. Your goal is now the truth of where they stand, not the sale. The sale has zero relevance unless they're fit with you or not, which is a total mindset shift because we're conditioned to move them down a path to the end goal of the sale. And it turns out if you attempt to move them forward without them being ready, you break the trust, you create momentum, which creates resistance. And now you fight the battle and you chase what I call ghosts. Ghosts are people who, who just tell you things you want to hear. And you think you have an opportunity and you chase the numbers. At the end of the day, you end up with a few. And you waste a lot of time. Now, what did you notice when I said, where do you think we should go from here in the way I deliver that? Well, it was an open-ended question. Notice how the delivery, the it pause, I lowered my voice. It was slow. It wasn't, hey, where do you think we should go from here? There was no up energy. It was all very huh. calm. I opened up space between my words to allow the other person to come in. You see? We don't realize it. We create momentum quickly when we're excited. We sense an opportunity, move kind of quick, and then they feel like they're being moved. When you slow things down with people, where do you think we should go from here? Human nature is a step in and engage. When we start to move them forward with our momentum, it's all over right there. So delivery of how you deliver what you say and what you say is so critical using our trust-based languaging. So those are some of the triggers that can trigger off resistance right at the beginning of your process that you'll never even know it. That's actually one of the de-escalation techniques as well to pull your voice and slow it down if you're in some type of conflict. So that makes sense, but I wouldn't have thought of applying it in that situation. Selling is a dysfunctional conflict. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, it is goodness. something that no one has ever labeled and recognized as a dehumanizing experience and dysfunctional relationship. 
but you did clearly. So you, you've got some, so your myths and you talked about some principles and deliveries. What else should we know about unlock I'll, the game? I'll, I'll share one more key myth. We'll share some more ideas, Perfect. some more tactical stuff for your listeners. Which uh, think will be that's awesome. That's what they love. <laughs> cool. The next myth I might share with you is the idea of what I call getting to the truth with people. What that means is having them feel comfortable opening up to you in the beginning so you know where you stand. So you're not guessing where to go next. And you're centered in yourself. You're confident. You're not just feeling like you have something that may go away by your fingers. Let me give you an example of this. Recently, I had someone call my office. They got through my team, got to me, and the phone rings, unscheduled, and I pick it up, and I hear Mr. Galper. I said, yes. Uh, he says, my name is John Johnson. I changed the name. I'm with XYZ Company. And they're a big company. They're a global. We're, uh, and I, I'm, I'm, we're looking to bring someone to uh, change our sales process, change our team culture, catch up with the real world now. We're looking at you and two other people. We'd like to know, first of all, why should we go with you? Why are you the best? And give me your best sales pitch. And I'm going to take a guess that you totally flipped it on them. <laughs> So I took a deep breath because I'm a human being too. They're a big company. And I lowered my voice. I got centered in my mindset. I relaxed. And I proceeded to say this. What I said was, I said, well, isn't that interesting? (laughs) Not what I would have expected had I been on the other end of the phone. Yep. And I paused for a minute. And I said this, I said, it's not interesting because over here at our company, we have a very similar process to you where we ask questions, gather information to see if we're a good fit. And if we're a good fit, we decide where to go from there. And I said to him, would you be open to that? That's all I said to him. Next thing I hear on the phone is like nothing, dead silence. I was like, oh my God, is he still there? Next thing he like breathed, like breathe a sigh of relief across the phone. I could tell he lowers his shoulders. I could just tell he's for calm down. He became human again. He let go of a sales armor, as I call it. And he became human. He lowers his voice. And he says to me, oh, okay. Um, what kind of questions do you have for me? Ah, so he asked for a pitch, but he didn't really want a pitch. Because everybody, no nobody likes a pitch. Nope. And next thing I know... <laughs> We're having a nice, normal conversation. Within three to five minutes, I discover, one, he's not a decision maker. Two, he has no budget. And three, <laughs> he's just curious as to what I do. Okay. And off he went to my website for some video stuff, free stuff on my website, and we hung up the phone. Now, what did my process just save me months of? Chasing, following up with someone that had no intentions of doing business with you. Chasing what I call ghosts. Ghosts who seduce us into pretending there's an opportunity. Actually, there's a drug in our bodies and it's lightened in our in our bodies and it's activated with inbound calls like that. You know what that drug is called? <laughs> is it dopamine? No. It's called hopium. <laughs> <laughs> hopium. Oh my gosh. You know, the hopium drug, you know, I'm talking about you you get that call like, oh my God, I got the big deal. You got the, you go to your wife and your husband. Oh my God, I got a call from, you tell your team. Yes, I got the deal for the quarter. Yeah. You got this hopium. You're so excited. You got the call. Then you follow up with them 
and you get there, voicemail. You're like, what? He's not, he's not there. Then you go to your computer and you write, hi, I'm writing you to what? To follow up. Follow up on our previous. And I'm going to ask all your listeners right now to take a, a, a verbal oath with me, not a legal one, but a verbal one. <laughs> That post Ari to never ever again use this phrase I'm about to give about to give you for the rest of your lives and in, in your business life. And here it is. Now, those of you who've been listening for a while and you've been in sales for a long time, this might hurt just a bit. Is that all right? Go for it. I'm gonna ask you all to never again use the phrase follow-up for the rest of your lives after today. What's the only industry in the world that uses the word follow-up? Sales. Sales. And you're saying, hi, I'm just giving you a call to follow-up to move things forward is what they're thinking. There's a couple more classic ones too. Remember from the old gurus? I'm just giving you a call to... Check in. Yeah, check <laughs> in. Yeah, you, you still have it in the back of your mind. So one more too. I'm giving you a call to touch... Base. Base. Oh, so 1980s, you know, and we're <laughs> so we're so conditioned to use languaging that screams high. I'm here to move things to the goal, which is my sale. It just kills everything because we're subconsciously using old behaviors, old languaging, old mindset that we're still carrying forward. The world has changed, but we still are telling people that we're here to make that sale, even though our heart's in the right place, we're good people, we're not pushy, but the whole process just says, oh, let's follow up. And they're going, oh no, here comes the phone call. And it gets so nasty from there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the, the, the vaccine to the hopium. <laughs> <laughs> to, to remove that. And I'll give you some languaging right now. And that this is the word you use instead of follow-up. You say this. I'm just giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation, any feedback on our last meeting, any feedback on a proposal. Because feedback is going backwards, away from the sale, not forwards towards the sale. You're, and this is very contrarian. Your goal is not to move the sales process forward. That is contrarian. That just made my stomach go, ooh, really? (laughs) Your goal is to build enough trust with someone so they, on their own, move the sales process forward. And that would be an ideal scenario. That is the scenario that can happen every moment of your day, if you're committed to shifting your thinking, detoxing, and letting go of all those old behaviors and all those old processes that people know a mile away, the minute they say hello, they can tell they're in a linear process to move them forward. And they just shut down. They give you enough to tell you that you're, 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 they're interested. You think that you got an opportunity and you end up chasing the numbers game. And, the, and at the end of the month, you plateau and you wonder, why aren't you growing? And the issue is not your solution. It's not your product. It's not your, it's not your price. It's not the things we think it is. It's our process. Our sales model is so archaic that they know they're shopping somebody and they're going to use you and abuse you until you give them what they want. That's why it's so dysfunctional. I'm on a mission, as you can see, to, to, to throw a bomb in this industry and to, 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 to detox people 
de-brainwash them away from all those old behaviors that they know deep down inside is not how things should be. So our listeners need to start or should start asking their clients, where would you like to go from here? And instead of follow-up, check-in, touch base, it's going to be, hey, can I, well, maybe not hey, but hey, can I get your feedback on our prior conversation? Do you have any feedback on our prior conversation? See, you taught me. It hasn't been, what, 20 minutes? That's how fast you get. If we get up the phone right now and you had a call 10 minutes from now and you did this, you'd probably be in a state of shock. You went, oh my God, the last 10 years I was doing X and now I'm doing, I get the results in one phone call. It's so fast. In terms of the results, it's shocking for people because the languaging in itself creates an impact. But if you get the mindset behind that, we've mapped out every single scenario you can imagine pre-sale, all mapped to new languaging that erases all of the resistance. And once you own and master this, you basically can go through your day without sales armor on anymore, worrying about the bullets coming your way. You can be fully authentic with people and they can finally feel feel from you that you actually care about them and not just the sale. I love that. So Ari, after our podcast, how can people get a hold of you? Well, I would suggest that they go to www.unlockthegame.com. That's our central hub. And from there, they can access a free intro course. One of my books are available. I have a new book working on right now for next year uh, called The One call sale. I know it's going to be in high demand. (laughs) I so appreciate all the nuggets you gave our listeners. I mean, that's amazing. And and I know you sent me a gift of your book and you had some other really cool things in there. So I'm going to dive into those and I'm going to be all over your website. (laughs) So Ari, thank you again for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.